Hey, kids, it's Smiling Ed McConnell and his happy-go-lucky gang. Aye, Father. So many fish, we will end the famine ourselves. Kids, don't miss today's exciting adventure story. And to tell it, here is Smiling Ed McConnell. Yes, kids, you'd better come running. It's old Smiling Ed and his happy-go-lucky gang. Yes, kids, old smiling Ed and his happy-go-lucky gang is on the air from Hollywood with Squeaky the Mouse, Midnight the Cat, Randy the Piano, and Froggy the Gremlin. And we're going to start our program off right now with our story. Well, kids, the terrible snows that buried the West this winter have suggested a story to me. And so today we're going to take you back a few hundred years for a story of Little Fox, the Dakota Sioux Indian boy. Now in the old days when such a storm occurred, very often it brought terrible hardship. It was all but impossible to move across the prairies or through the timber. Anyway, the game simply seemed to disappear. It was after three weeks of such weather that the camp of the Dakota suffered from lack of food. In the teepee of Running Wolf, the chief and father of Little Fox, Old Telawa, the grandmother of Little Fox, finally was too weak to rise from her buffalo robe. How does my mother feel now? I am very weak, my son. My grandson, how is he? Oh, Little Fox is very strong. He does not suffer too much. I am well, grandmother. Hey, it is good. But it is Little Fox who told me what you have done. That you have given what little food you had to the children of the village. I am old, my son. And soon my spirit will leave the body for its final journey to the spirit world. The big snow will last many days. The children have many years of happiness before them. It is better they have the food. Oh, such is not always so, my mother. In each camp must there always be some old, wise ones, such as you, to guide the youngsters. Now, I have here a small portion of broth. You must drink it. No, no, take it to this My mother, it is you who will drink this broth. Very well, my son. I will drink. Good. There, the tom-tom begins. The braves gather in the council lodge. I must go to them, my mother. Sleep well. Perhaps in the morning some of your strength will have returned. Come, little fox. Little fox. Yes, father. Little Fox, it is hard to listen to the crying of children. What child is that? It is the child of two bears. It is very sick. Ah, there will be many such if soon we do not find food, Little Fox. I know. Soon even the men will be too weak to hunt, even though hunting is useless. Well, come. Let us enter the lodge. 
Dakota. Again, we meet in council to find if any among us has found game. I had hoped someone would have good fortune. Though I am your chief, I have thought of no way to bring food to our lodges. I ask the assembled braves, tell me, if you can, how we can find food before we all perish. Does no one have an idea? I... My son, such a manner in the council. Father, wait. I would speak. Little Fox would speak. Braves of the Dakota. In my travels eastward, I was told a story which went from my mind until now. In the winter, the tribes in those regions cut holes in the ice of the lakes and fished through the holes. We have many lakes. Why can we not do that? I hear, little Fox. Have thought of a way to save us. I will name the lakes and the men who will fish them, and we will go at dawn tomorrow. Well, when a winter of heavy storms covered the western plains with many feet of snow, the Dakota Indians one year found themselves on the brink of starvation. In every lodge, children were sick from lack of food, and many of the people died because of the famine. In the lodge of the chief, Running Wolf, the old grandmother Telawak seemed ready to die. Then it was in the council lodge that Little Fox remembered what he had learned on his travels eastward, and he suggested that they try breaking the ice of the lakes and fishing through the ice. Accordingly, he and Running Wolf, his father, and many other braves decided to try the various lakes. At dawn, they rose from their buffalo robes to make their preparations. I have laid out our bows and quivers of arrows, Father. We will not bother with them, my son. There is no game to be found. We will carry only the fishing spears, for we are weak, and there must not be any extra weight for us to carry. I feel as you do. Grandmother, you must not try to rise from your road. No, my mother, your weakness will... The draft you gave me last night strengthens me. Wait. Oh, I have it. Here is a piece of suet from the last beer you killed. Uh, I was saving it to make a broth for us. But why do you give it to us? I remember as a girl when I lived to the east what the braves did. Much ice was broken away to make a great hole. Then a piece of suet was broken into tiny crumbs and scattered on the water. Ah, when the fish rise to this day, they are easily spilled. Ah, you see, my son, the wisdom of the old ones is often great. Oh, thank you, my mother. <laughs> come, come, little fox. Good fortune. A child of two bears still cries. No, father. The child of two bears died in the night. That is the child of yellow night. Come, my son. We will also pray to the spirits to send fish to our spears.
I, Father, we have walked around and around the lake. And so deep is the snow, we would never be able to clear a place to chop the ice. Why do we bother to walk to the center of the lake? Because often in the very center of the lake, my son, the wind meets whirling. Thus a great circle is blown clear in the snow. Oh. Perhaps this lake will have such a place. I, I am afraid that my thought was not good, Father. He will never catch fish through the ice of this lake. Wait. See ahead, little fox. See how the snow rises. I think it is a place where it is piled in a drift around a clear place. Come, buddy. I see. See. See, my son. A clear place as big as a large teepee. Come. Slide down the sides of the snowbank to the ice. You see? Father. Why? Why, here we will even be protected from the winds while we fish. See how high the sides are drifted. Quickly, little fox, the tomahawks. We must chop a great hole in the ice. Hi, father. Must we cut away all the ice from this cleared place? See? Now we have cut all but a narrow ledge, barely enough to stand. Uh, I think we have cut away enough now. But a great hole in the ice is necessary, my son. For we fish with spears, not with lines. I did not think of that. I see no fish. Wait. Let me scatter these crumbs of suet on the water. Yeah? Yeah? If the other braves have done as well, then we need worry no longer about food until the thaw melts the snow and brings back the game to the prairie. And no more children need die in our camp. Aye, and your old grandmother... Wolves! They must be in the timber on the snow. There, little fox, at the timber! Aye, and guard with hunger! Drop down in the snow, quickly! If they catch us in the heavy snow on the lake, we are lost. Perhaps the snow is so heavy they cannot follow us. No, the snow is frozen in a crust. The wolf is not heavy. He can run on the crust. They, they see us, little fox. Yes. Now they move out under the lake. What will we do, Father? They are spread out. 
We cannot hope to pass them. There is nothing else we can do but move back across the lake. Father, perhaps we had better drop our bags of fish. No, wait. No, hold the bag. If they approach closely, and they will, we can toss a few fish to them. They will stop a moment to eat and thus give us time. Then, again, we can throw a few more. They come close, Father. Quickly, take a few fish from your pot and toss them as I do. Again, they follow us, little fox. We have nearly reached our fishing place. Perhaps we can reach it. And if we hide behind the bank, we may be able to fight them off with a fishing spear. If we only had brought our weapons. I hear it was my unwise counsel that left our bows in the teepee, my son. fishing hole. When we run, the wolves chase us as fast as they can, do they not? Yes. Listen, Father. In a moment, take up the chase again. If we run to the fishing hole and quickly slide down the bank, they will plunge over the bank and fall into the icy water. Oh, ye, you have a wise head. Perhaps while they struggle in the water, we can kill them with our tomahawks. Come. Wait, Father. Wait. There. They finished the last of the fish. can eat more fish. Oh, huh? my mother. One more bite of food, and I would be stuffed, as is the black bear who prepares for his long winter sleep. <laughs> my son, my son, the tom-tom calls. Aye. The braves assemble for the council. Aye, this day I am tired. I do not like to face the cold outside our warm teepee. And to wear a heavy buffalo robe, oh, my shoulders ache with only thinking of it. Then in comfort, little fox. See you what I have here. A warm garment fashioned from the skins of the wolves who fell to your tomahawk. In the council lodge, it will say to the braves, here is a young warrior with a wise head, a brave heart, and a strong heart. <laughs> I knew you'd like that story. Yes, 
that was a good story. Not too tame and not too gory. Well, what do you know, kids? It's Mr. Shortfellow the Poet. Well, well, well. Gee whiz, Mr. Shortfellow. It sure must be hard to learn to make up poetry as you talk. Like you do. Oh, it takes some quite a time to make up a rhyme. For them, it's hard and not easy. But I have a trick that makes it breezy. You, you mean you have a trick that makes rhyming easy? A trick I have. It's smooth as fast. Well, gee whiz. Say, say, would you stick around and teach my buddies that trick? To stay, I yearn. The trick they'll learn. Oh, well, that's wonderful, Mr. Shortfella. And now, Mr. Shortfella, how about teaching us that trick on making up poems. Oh, it's very easy. You start with single words. It's breezy. Call out some words. I'll show you how it works. Okay, let's see now. Thing. Bing. Door. Floor. Fat. Rat. Mouth. House. House. Door. Nice. Lies. <laughs> oh, that was hell midnight again, Mr. Shortfellow. The only way, the only word she can say is nice. What's that squeaky in the mouth? Oh, you want me to try it? Okay. Uh, say, you give me some words now, Mr. Shortfellow, and I'll try to match them. All right. By Joe. Here we go. Long bunk. Sure. Sure. Magic. Hanger. Twanger. Foggy. Froggy. Hiya, kid. Hiya, hiya. Oh, my goodness, I didn't realize I was saying the words that made him become visible, Mr. Uh, oh, yes, you did, and I'm leaving. Now, wait just a minute, Mr. Shortfellow. You yourself gave the words that made me match up plunk your magic twanger, Froggy. Now, don't be angry. Uh, go ahead with your program or your poetry now. <laughs> yes, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, you silly gremlin. No wonder they call you Froggy. Your voice sounds just like a frog. At least I have a beautiful voice. Like Donald Duck. Yes, I have a voice like Donald Duck in... <laughs> no, I didn't mean to say that. I have a lovely voice. Why, when I was a little boy in school, my voice could be heard all through the schoolhouse. When the teacher spanked. Of course, when the teacher spanked me. No! She never laid a hand on me except when she patted me on the head. With a boy. Of course. She patted me on the head with a... Oh! The teacher did not pat my head with a board. She used a baseball bat. Certainly she hit me on the head with a baseball bat. That's why I'm a flathead. Oh, ignore him, children. Ignore him and listen while I... While I read a poem about when I was in school. Yes, the poem goes... When I was a boy just ten years old, I had a school teacher named Miss Martin. She said I was the smartest ten-year-old boy... In the whole darn kindergarten. In the whole darn kindergarten. <laughs> oh, why, 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 when I was ten years old, I was the smartest boy in school. Reform. Yes, indeed, I was the smartest little cook in reform. No! attention to this foolish gremlin, kiddies, and, and listen to this poem. It goes, <clears throat> I truly do love popsicles. I eat them in summer and fall. Yesterday I ate a popsicle. Followed it sticking off. And followed it sticking off. <laughs> oh, I, I, I hope you aren't listening to what Froggy makes me say, children. You see, I am able to ignore him. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> now, here's another poem. Quiet, please. I love to do tricks on roller skates, to twirl and spin and dance. Yes, most of the time that I'm skating... You skate on the seat of your pants. I skate on the seat of your pants. Oh, 
you, you've ruined my beautiful poem. Oh, dear me, you're mixing me up. I didn't mix you up. You must be chewing bubblegum. Oh, I hate bubblegum. I never chew it. I've even written a poem about it. Listen. Oh, I just can't stand chewing and blowing bubbles with bubblegum. I don't know how children can do it. That's because you're just plain dumb. Yes, I'm just plain dumb. I me. If I get my hands on you, I'll show you. Oh, my goodness. Why, why, why he, he, he disappeared. Well, well, well. Well, he sure disappeared fast when you reach for him, Mr. Shortfella. But don't be angry. I tell you, you tell us what song you'd like to hear, and we'll sing it just for you. No. No, no, I'm, I'm too angry. Ooh, am I mad? Oh, by Jingo! In the land of San Domingo lived a girl called Oh by Jingo. Da 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 da. From the fields and from the marshes came the young and old by gushes. Da 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 da. They all spoke with a different lingo, but they all loved Oh by Jingo. And every night they sang in the pale moonlight. Oh, by gee, by gosh, by gum, by jump. Oh, by jingle, won't you hear our love? We will build for you a hut. You will be our favorite nut. We'll have a lot of little oh, by gollies. Then we'll put them in the folly. By jingle, said by gosh, by gee. By Jiminy, please don't bother me. So they all went away singing, oh, by gee, by gosh, by gum, by jump, by jingle, by gee, you're the only girl for me. By gee, by gosh, by gum, by jump. Oh, by jingle, won't you hear our love? We will feel for you a hut. You will be our favorite hut. We'll have a lot of little oh, by gollies. Then we'll put them in the folly. By jingle, set by gosh, by gee. wants me to sing this little song. Now if you're past at midnight dark by a graveyard go and if someone whistles ooh, that's a mysterious ghost or on some dark and stormy night while the tempest blows if someone whistles
with Squeaky the Mouse, Midnight the Cat, Grandy the Piano, Froggy the Grimmin, and all of our happy-go-lucky gang over here, this is Smiling Ed McConnell saying goodbye now and inviting you to join us again next week. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education. <laughs>